The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. I'm grateful for you to curate this space where we can openly, you know, talk about, yeah, I wore this color underwear today and this is how it made me feel, girl. Hi, welcome to Half Naked with me, your host, Christine Evangelista. So I've been designing a line of intimates and talking to virtually everybody about their underwear. And I found the conversations are actually a gateway to a much more revealing conversation. On today's show, I will be talking to fashion psychologist, Dr. Dawn Karen. She's pioneered this new field in psychology, which connects how we feel to what we wear and helps us dress from the inside out. And since our underwear is the first thing we put on each day, Dawn is the perfect person to help explain how this impacts our mood and our behavior and how to dress to feel authentically you and feel empowered and sexy and cool and confident. I've crowned Dawn the godmother of fashion psychology. She blends two of my favorite subjects, and I think you're going to be interested in her approach. Hi, Dawn. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the show, honestly. Like, in so many ways, you em- really embody what I want to talk about with this podcast. You know, I, I want to go deeper with what we choose to wear closest to our bodies and, and what it reveals about ourselves. Dr. Dawn Karen, you are a pioneer in the field of fashion psychology. You are the founder of the Fashion Psychology Institute and a professor at FIT, which is where yes. I went to school, actually. <laughs> your newly published book titled Dress Your Best Life is available everywhere. I read it. I can't wait to talk about it all. And we've all heard the expression, right? You are what you wear. And you have made a career studying and writing about the psychology of fashion and how what we wear affects what we think. So Don, could you explain what is fashion psychology? So the formal definition is how color, image, style, shape, and behavior affects cultural norms and cultural sensitivities. So in simple terms, it's basically styling from the inside out. So just basically studying human behavior um, and this intersectionality of beauty, of style, and how we feel our moods, emotions, and and yada, yada. So I, I have like a I know I'm not doing a lecture, but I have like uh, simple definitions and then like formal ones. You know, I went to FIT and I wish that this course existed then because I just feel like it perfectly blends everything that I represent in my life. Like I love the study of psychology, which is what I use in my work as an actress and understanding people, where they come from, why they do the things that they do and fashion, because I've always used fashion as a tool to express myself. Like with the characters that I play, I was on this television show, The Arrangement, and a lot of the dresses that I wore were original dresses, like the wedding dress or like a premiere dress. And I co-designed the dresses because I was so connected to what this girl was going through and I wanted to really illustrate how she felt and blending like where she came from into where she is now. And I would have loved to take your course at FIT. And you really pioneered this new field in psychology. What was the catalyst that led you to fashion psychology? So I had a traumatic event about 10 years ago. 
at the time I was in a relationship and I experienced intimate partner violence um, or, or um, a sexual assault within the relationship. And this was like pre Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't uh, feeling loquacious or talkative where, you know, traditionally you go to talk therapy, you talk about your feelings. I actually felt more expressive in the sense of what I put on my body. And I believe now, if I'm looking back in retrospect, I was trying to create a safe space for my body through my clothing. Mm-hmm. And so it was very expressive. Um, I actually dressed to uplift my mood dressed to illustrate my mood. Um, and it was very therapeutic for me. And I figured I was also working in the fashion industry. So I, I figured like maybe there are other people who are like trained, like models are trained necessarily like not to speak, but, mm-hmm. you know, to express right. like through their bodies. Right. So I figured yeah. like, hey, there must be other people like me who don't really have the rhetoric, you know, a voice so what about, you know, expressing through fashion? And and so I decided to pioneer a f- field. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's amazing. And you were going to school. You had gone to Columbia and you were still in mm-hmm. Columbia at the time when you were when you developed this. So you were studying. Yeah. 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 So I was um, at Columbia University uh, studying to be your traditional therapist. Right. Um, like I said, I, I ironically, I was studying also sexual assault, sexual abuse. So that was my niche. I was like um, working on Barnard's college campus at their rape crisis center. I was also, as I said, working um, as a model, fashion PR in the fashion industry. So I was really like doing a lot. And so from there, like it's a tra- such a traumatic event, but it was, this is going to sound absurd, but I felt like it was a blessing. It's almost like the, the book, right. The Alchemist, right? You're right. on a journey and then Certain things happen, but they're a catalyst to all these beautiful, glorious things. Psychology, Nietzsche, like, you you know, love your fate, you know, Mm -hmm. learn from all the experiences that have happened to you and and use them in the best way that you can. And and you really, you really have. And now you're creating this whole movement, which I'm really excited about. And, you know, going into the traumatic experience and and Mm -hmm. how it impacted you, you know, you Mm -hmm. were still able to use clothing or use the the tool of clothing as a way to really express yourself and really protect yourself and communicate kind of indomitable power. Like you mentioned this mm-hmm. in your, in your book also, which I want to get into. Yes. yes. You know, the show is about our intimate apparel and, and how it connects what we feel and why we wear it. And I want to talk about your underwear and, and especially <laughs> as it relates to something as traumatic as a, a sexual trauma. Yes. Yes. And did that impact what you wore every day? Did, did that change? Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you, no one knows this. So this is an exclusive. No one knows <laughs> okay. this. I've never spoke about this um, to anyone. Um, so this is, yeah, no one knows this. I actually, ever since that episode, I never wear colored Mm-hmm. colored, um, you know, bra and panties. Um, I only wear black. So, you know, like you, you know, you buy like a. And um, so before, before you would wear, you know, mm-hmm. something like a blue. Yeah. Really? Like a blue or red greens. I was like really colorful underneath. Mm-hmm. Then when, after the incident, I only wear black, 
black panties, black bra. No, wow. don't give me any other color for the past. <laughs> like since that, no, and no one knows this. So I, I love this show because I'm able, right, to, th- this is a safe space to talk about it. But I felt empowered um, right. wearing this color on my person where no one can see. Um, and I felt wearing black every day gave me some, some power. Like I said, power, like it empowered me, you know, where my yeah. body felt violated. It felt unsafe. And okay, when I wear this color underneath, no one knows it. I feel this way. So that color, uh, the black color, you know, depending on, you know, where you are um, in your relationship with colors, um, there's like a general viewpoint in psychology. Black is, you know, for empowerment. Um, black can be for even intimidation. It can be for even melancholic times. So it, it depends. But individually, we all have our own relationships with particular colors. And for me, black undergarments are like literally is my superpower. It makes me feel like a superhero. I get it. it. I me, think yeah. black lace thong, I, you know, I see someone reclaiming their sexuality. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. feminine forward. It, it yeah. helps you feel put together. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, that's basically what I wear too. I either wear flesh tone or black. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love the way it looks together. And I think mm-hmm. it's it, like, it, I feel sexy wearing it. Yes, and then that yes. makes me feel, and, and nobody knows you're wearing it, right? right. Like it, but it makes me feel good. And yeah. I really love that you, you know, after experiencing something like you experienced, you really kind of leaned into what still making yourself feel good and yeah. still communicating that indomitable power. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, just like I, I like how you put it, you know, reclaiming the sense of power, you know, that maybe was taken from me. And so, yeah, the the black. I mean, it. Yeah, and I I've been for the past ten years. So, so yeah. yeah. So going back to reclaiming this power for a second, there's two mm-hmm. things you talk about in the book that I want to get into, and that's mood enhancement versus mood illustration. Yeah. And could you explain what these two things mean? Yeah, so in my book, um, Dress Your Best Life, um, I have a chapter called Mood Matters, um, chapter five. And so mood enhancement dress is is what I was actually utilizing to help me. So I would actually show up to class at Columbia in like a 1950s Audrey Hepburn look, like with gloves <laughs> and like a little dress. Oh, oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do like big feather earrings. And my I remember my professors were like, you make us feel underdressed, you know. So I would say that uh, mood enhancement dress is dressing to optimize your mood. So dressing to uplift your mood. Uh, mood uh, illustration dress is dressing to perpetuate your current mood. And, and mm. the premise behind these two theories is we all have this feeling of I have nothing to wear and we, you know, uh, for external reasons, whether it's we dress for external reasons, whether it's the weather, your partner, you know, your job, you know, or what have you. But I, I figured that it starts from within, you know, and, and it gives you, again, like this central point of control where you ask yourself like, okay, how am I feeling today? Oh, I feel like crap. Okay. So my, I, I feel like I want to dress like that. All right. So put some clothes on, you know, wear some sweats. But it's, it's interesting for me to think about, you know, bras, underwear, and lingerie in these two categories, like how I feel versus how I want to feel. And one of the things you mentioned in your book that makes me think about this, you, you wrote that women 
particularly have strong reactions to what we put on our body because we internalize how we are supposed to look. And that whole idea of what we are supposed to look like in underwear or lingerie, you know, due to marketing or cultural influences or gifts that we've been given by someone else or our partner that kind of plays into their own sexual fantasies. How should we approach our own decisions about this? Yeah. So, so as I said, it starts from within. Um, I teach my clients and even my students that um, to create an alignment with themselves. So if you're dressing or styling from the inside out and you start from within, you have self-reflective moments. How am I feeling? And then you relate that to the external, what you place on your body. That's it's, it's literally um, again, I just said starting from within, but you're developing more of a relationship with yourself and then also your clothing. And it gives you a sense of control in a world that it's full of uncertainty. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know yeah. what's happening tomorrow, you know, but at least, you know, OK, when I wear this particular bra or panties underneath, you know, or this particular outfit. This is, you know, my sense of control. You know, it's important, you know, so it's it's all about developing that relationship, harnessing that power so that you can literally dress your best life. (laughs) Yeah. And getting in touch with that is so interesting. You know, taking the time, whether it's through just mindfulness, through meditation, however it comes, but finding out what it is that you truly connect to. And this goes to like one of the things that I I loved so much about the book and I didn't even realize it, that I I had such a thirst for it. Like, I I don't want to call your book a self-help book, but to me, it really was. Mm. Um, I realized a lot about myself and I realized like what I want to focus on creating my own identity through my own personal clothing. Like I have, and you mentioned this also in the book, but I definitely have fashion situational code switching. (laughs) I, which is, which is what, could you just explain what that is really quick? Yes. Yeah, so, I read it um, and I'm like, that's me. It me. Yeah, so, it me. <laughs> yeah. Um, fashion situational code switching. It's a mouthful. Sometimes when I hear, uh, my, it sounds really my, smart. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, where's your Dawn, Karen? What the hell? Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, fashion situational code switching, it's just dressing to, um, fit that current environment or to blend in with that current environment depending on the the social group that you're in, that social norm um, that's created. So being that you're an actress, I'm sure you do this a lot. And depending on which circles you're in, you know, you switch it up. You switch up your wardrobe. And a a lot of us do it and we're not really aware. Right. Like, so for me, you know, I'm that person, you open my closet and it's full. Okay. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I have nothing to wear because Mm. it is so situational, right? I, I pick up things from when I travel different places. Like right now I'm in Texas and Mm -hmm. I I wear cowboy boots now. I mean, (laughs) I'm from Staten Island. Nobody wears cowboy boots on. I've never seen, I mean, they're Valentino, but again, I got them on sale, but still they're cowboy boots. But it's like, really, I need to calm my mind and just Mm -hmm or have a, a section in my closet that like, this represents Christine. This is my identity. This is not Christine goes to Texas or Christine goes <laughs> to Colorado. Even going back to lingerie, something that mm-hmm. a partner bought me that isn't mm-hmm. really me, mm-hmm. you know, but, and I don't really feel comfortable in it. So it's, it's just important to find out what it is that 
I feel the best in and I feel yes. powerful in. And, and how do you suggest we, we find that? What are the, mm. what are some you know basic tips that you could give me for curating my closet so that I have that icon status, you know, that style <laughs> uniform that, that right? I, really, I really want. So I'm into minimalism. So it starts mm-hmm. with honing in on, okay, do you need all this stuff or can you yeah. get donated, give it away or, you know, or whatnot. Um, but just making sure that you know every piece. Also colors, you know, what colors necessarily, what colors resonate with you, um, how, what fabrics resonate with you, what prints and then literally just wear the things that you feel, again, like you have this healthy relationship with your clothing, but you want to wear pieces that activate that sense of, again, empowerment or whatever motion, emotion you're trying to evoke. So I would say like start there to uh, decrease your, your wardrobe. Yeah, I think that's a really great starting point. Like it's quality. It's not quantity. Yeah. Part of this podcast is I really want to normalize conversations about our underwear and as it relates to our universal vulnerability. Why do we find it so hard or like taboo to talk about underwear? Yeah. um, Even myself, I'm like, wait, I've never told anyone about my underwear. What? (laughs) You know, so it's like, yeah, that's a little taboo topic. Um, I believe that just us as a society, we live in a patriarchal world, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We have cultural norms that we have to adhere to. So I think it's a a point of being sensitive to those cultural norms. You know, that's not like table talk. You can't talk about that, right. you know. But I'm 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 grateful to you to to for you to curate this space where we can openly, you know, talk about, yeah, I wore this color underwear today and this is how it mm-hmm. made me feel, girl. You know, yeah. like that, I, I feel like that's important. I, I This space is really needed. Right. And and underwear, women's wear, it, it's, it hasn't really been marketed to women until recently. You know, yeah. it's, it was always kind of marketed, in, at least in my experience, when I, when I would walk through the Staten Island Mall, like mm-hmm. it was really whatever I was exposed to there really was geared to men. And I feel like that mm-hmm. really you isolate the majority of the population of women. Mm-hmm. And I feel like bras have always been the barometer for social change. You know, think about the corset, the burning of the bra and Mm. where we are now, there's a real current emphasis on comfort and how, and I think that that reflects like a new shift in priorities for women. Yeah. So you're not necessarily dressing. I'm not wearing this lingerie for my partner. I'm wearing it for myself. Right. You know, and I think it, again, it starts with within, it starts with the person, the individual, right? And then it branches out. And normally it starts from the external factors, the partner, the weather, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it goes to you. You're like last on the list. So you, you now, you know, we can circumvent that and prioritize, you know, ourselves first. And most often we, we want to feel sexy, but we also want to feel comfortable too in our our undergarments. Yeah. That's why I feel like at least I've seen a lot of bralettes recently Mm -hmm. and maybe, that's just pandemic related. One of the things that I was definitely mood illustrating for the first <laughs> month and a half of this thing was, yes. you know, tons of like comfy clothes. Uh, but then mm-hmm. it went to like maybe athleisure. It was like a mm. bit more, you know, tailored loungewear. But then okay. I found myself still wanting to feel comfortable, but mm. I would put on like a silk bralette and then mm. maybe put a sweater over it. 
-hmm. And I wanted to enhance my mood or just get in touch with femininity a bit more Mm -hmm. than I was while still being comfortable. And have you seen um, like how this has impacted the the greater subconscious of people like with- Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's paramount. I mean, the pandemic in regards to people's relationship with clothing, and I think it actually enhanced it or opened it up, Mm -hmm. um, maybe magnified it. So now people are paying attention to what they place on their bodies. They're using clothing as a way to set boundaries because if you're, you know, confined to one environment because of COVID or, you know, you're, you're pretty limited. You know, what I tell my clients and students is actually change your outfit when you're engaging in a new activity so that you can create boundaries and it's not this monotonous day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a blur. Right, like Exactly. A whole, That's you know? a great so, piece of advice. I mean, I change my clothes a lot throughout the day, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like, <laughs> Christine, get it together. But I do think it is helpful in terms of just getting that productivity or feeling like we're changing or it's just not, mm-hmm. you know, you're in the same thing that you wo- woke up in all day. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. The laundry industry is so vast. And I feel like with direct to consumer brands now, especially it's, it's changing even more. What are some exciting changes that you've seen more recently in the laundry industry? I think we sort of talked about it, but just putting the consumer in, in mind, we talked about also just the comfort of it, um, having more options, you know, more options, um, if, yeah. yeah, if someone wants to just, you know, wear flesh tone, there's like a variety of colors, you know, for all different types of tones um, or, you know, complexions. Mm-hmm that and yeah I I just feel like comfort and it's just it doesn't seem again like this patriarchal system where everything is geared to impress the man right you know it's it's now seemingly like geared to impress yourself like when you put on your 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 undergarments and you look at yourself in the mirror it's to impress you and not necessarily your partner so I, I feel like I've I've been seeing that. Um, exactly. Like it's not these these things that look like they take 25 to 30 minutes to put on, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah. Like really simple, not time consuming at all, you know, comfortable. <laughs> and, and going into the psychology of, you know, especially with direct-to-consumer brands and things that we've seen on Instagram, like so much of these brands allows the consumer to really identify with them because mm-hmm. it's such a platform for these designers to, 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 you could like see these designers and see what inspired them and relate to them in a sort of way. And I feel like it just creates this whole relatable element that yeah. will also just empower people to realize, oh, I like this person's philosophy or I like mm-hmm. why they started this, this business, mm-hmm. or I know that body type. And I just creates this accessibility that I think allows us in some way to get in touch with how we feel and, and why we wear, why we wear what we wear. Yeah, most definitely. The accessibility is important. People want to see themselves. They want to feel heard. And, you know, if a brand is, is, you know, has direct contact with their their consumer and and the consumer resonates with that philosophy. I mean, you'll have a customer for life, you yeah, know, um, exactly. the loyalty, it increases the loyalty. Yeah. I'm all about loyalty. I am from Staten <laughs> Island. <laughs> also, I move around a lot. Like I travel a lot and I, mm-hmm. why, I, I, why do I pack so much underwear? <laughs> Yeah, so it's like a look, thing. Do you do that? Because I do that. 
<laughs> yeah, I do that, but look, mine is just like one big black blob, blob because it's just that's right. Black. <laughs> I but that's that's brilliant, by the way, because I have I would have to say ninety percent of mine's black too, but I definitely mm-hmm. have the flesh colored, especially if I'm wearing like white. Also, uh, that's what I wear at work. Like they give us mm. flesh colored underwear at work. So I just take that because right, right, yeah. giving back underwear is super weird. <laughs> right. I think it makes everybody uncomfortable. Like I'm just going to keep this and add this to my plethora of flesh right. underwear. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So next I want to do a segment I titled keep it brief, which mm-hmm. is just some rapid fire questions to get okay. to know you a little better. What is one article of clothing you consider a dawn staple? Mm, leopard. Anything leopard. I love it. Leopard, oh leopard, God. leopard. <laughs> love a good leopard. Like a leopard what? Leopard jacket, pants, everything. I mean, the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, le- a leopard shirt. I have leopard heels, leopard jacket. I have all that. Oh my God, <laughs> so fierce. I love it. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Okay, what is in your sock or underwear drawer that isn't socks mm-hmm. or underwear? <laughs> oh, well, I'm pretty organized. and everything you, Of course you are, go, right. <laughs> right, like everything has to go where it's supposed to go. But you know what? Um, I have, which no one knows, this is exclusive. Um, I have, <laughs> I have um, armpits. Oh, what do you call these things? Um, they, they, you put them, you can attach them to your bra and it's like, a oh. To help you stop sweating? Yes. So if you sweat. Yes. I've used this before on set before. Yes. I don't know what they're, but you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I have things like that too. And like nipple covers. I think I have my passport and my underwear. Anyway. (laughs) So I have underarms. Yeah. Again, you're, you're organized (laughs) as you're just, of course you are. Okay. If you could raid someone's closet, who would it be? Uh, Megan Markle. Megan Markle. Mm, that's a good yeah. one. You Meghan do talk Markle. about her style in the book and it's so yeah. spot on. And I remember when she came out and I started seeing her going through, through the tennis matches and her, mm-hmm. and I was like, I also, I love the way she dresses like her Victoria Beckham. Like I mm-hmm. love that look. Yeah. Okay. I lo- like absolutely. <laughs> so put together. Okay. And last question. Mm-hmm. What is the best song to dance to in your underwear? <laughs> Oh, you know, I did this yesterday. I yeah, did this yesterday. tell me about it. So I am okay, no. <laughs> so, every woman by Whitney oh, Houston. So yes, I put literally dancing and my bra, my panties around my house. Like I'm everyone. It's all yeah. <laughs> you need. I, I'm like that too. I need my mid-afternoon dance break to just reset yeah. and recalibrate and just forget yeah. everything that happened before. <laughs> but that, oh, yes, I love a Whitney. Of yeah. course. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> You mm-hmm. have a, a ton of black underwear. Do you have a particular yes. brand that you have? Oh, so I'm really into, uh, which no one knows, and here's another exclusive. Um, <sighs> I'm really into Thinks. Uh, the Thinks. Oh my God, like, I can't believe yeah. you said that. Yeah, so I'm so I'm, into Thinks. Please, okay, Don, Don, real okay, talk. Okay, I'm okay. dying to try this. I've actually, the past, this is also uh, exclusive, but the past <laughs> few days, I don't know if it's like my IUD, I don't know what's going on, but I need, mm-hmm. I need something else. <laughs> okay? Yes, like extra protection. I need some extra protection. I was on a yes. long flight. I was like, uh-oh. And right. I thought, and I thought to myself, like, I, I really want to try this. 
And it, yeah. again, this is like a taboo thing because everyone's like, I'm not going to sit there in my, you know, underwear. My own, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I don't even wear pads. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But why not, you know, we've made so much, so many technological advancements in life and we haven't really changed what we do with our tampons. Like it's yeah. still the same thing. Yeah. I guess we yeah. have plastic applicators now. That's like the biggest right. advancement, but it's the same shit. Yeah, so, over and over. What, how long have you been wearing things? So I've been wearing things probably like for a couple, maybe five years now. I also have a diva cup. Um, So I I do diva cup and I do things. And so I'm like extra protected just Mm -hmm. in case. And they work really well. Then I'm working, I'm zooming all day. Yeah, exactly. When you're filming all day, when you're on set, that's exactly my point where it's like, I can't run 45 minutes to the Porter potty, right. you know what I mean? To just to check because sometimes you're okay too. But yeah, like- yeah. And it's and for me, I, I constantly check. Like I'm like, okay, because yeah. you know, I'm on television or exactly. doing a photo shoot. So I'm always check. So I'm like, oh, this beats. So things actually is like bomb.com. It really is. Yeah. Just give you like that mental like just rest knowing that you, you yeah. something's got your back. <laughs> yeah, like this mental relief, like, you know, yeah. and then maybe sometimes people are afraid to tell you, like, hey, girl. Exactly, oh my God. Yeah. I know I, I worked at a hair salon when I was a teenager and this girl was, I guess, sitting down, gonna color for a long time and she got up and I remember the guy was, a guy was coloring her hair. I was an assistant at the time and she like walked to the cash register and he didn't say anything because I guess yeah. he, he was so uncomfortable, which I, I understand everybody's position. But dude, I ran behind her with the capes. <laughs> right, right, right. And draped it around her. Yeah. yeah I was like, girl, yeah. come with me. <laughs> I love your book so much. I really learned Thank so you. much from it. I, oh my God. Way more than I thought I would. It goes wow. beyond fashion psychology and just wow. helps you really self-examine and find a way to reduce anxiety and increase mm-hmm. productivity in your life. Yeah. Which really blow me away. Yeah. Yeah. That's hugely important. I really wanted to center the book on that. I'm an anxious person anyway. So I have to try to find tools to sort mm-hmm. of calm me down, me too. Um, especially right now during the, I mean, everyone's anxious during the pandemic, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, it, the clothing actually wearing a comfy sweater, that's almost like a blanket is like, it provides me with security and safety. So for me, um, that that's why I actually just centered the book around that minimizing anxiety, increasing productivity. Yeah. Those are the two things I really pulled from it also. And just, you know, figuring out who I am and what makes me mm-hmm. feel good and how that relates to my clothing, but especially my lingerie and my underwear. Yeah. The first thing I put on every day. Literally. And- it helps you enhance your mood. Like you put on those raggy underwear that's been in the dryer <laughs> too many times. It's like, it doesn't make me feel tip top, you know? No, it does yeah. make you feel like crap. <laughs> I know. Well, Dawn, you are such a joy to have on. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for writing this book. And um, yeah, I will Thank you talk, so much. I hope to talk to you soon. Yes, of course. Okay, so Don and I just kept talking after that interview. I'm so interested by what she does. I really recommend her book and its message correlating emotional awareness with personal style. It's so informative. It gives such great advice, and I think it really helps to curate your wardrobe, especially your underwear drawer. Thank you for tuning in, and I love hearing from you all, and I'd love to hear what you think. So please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and send me a DM on my Instagram, at 
Christine Evangelista or at Half Naked Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.